I am so grateful that our new police superintendent, David Brown, takes the time to come on with me and speak directly to our WGN listeners. You can see him on TV tonight on Channel 9, a special called Voice for Change, hosted by our good friend, Jared Payton. Let's bring in police superintendent, David Brown. How are you, sir? I'm well, Pete, and thank you so much for having me, man. Well, thank you. First of all, we have to talk about these kids. Yesterday, it happened again. We had two more kids that were shot, a three-year-old and a 15-year-old boy. Eight children in the past few weeks. I mean, we all can't believe this is happening. You know, as a father, you know, I'm going to approach it as from a personal level first. It just destroys you. You just think about your own kids, and you, and you think about how uh, many of our kids caught in the crossfires with gun and gang and drugs violence and it, it's heartbreaking but beyond just the words i think talk is cheap uh, we've, we've said enough it's time to do something different here in chicago so that we uh, can protect our, our precious young young people i can't believe that these babies are getting murdered and you said it as a father i'm a father we're all just fed up yeah i was at a vigil last night for uh, one of the ten-year-olds that, that were killed last last weekend. It was just uh, it was just gut wrenching to be there with the neighborhood and they're trying to encourage the neighborhood to connect more with their neighbors, look out for each other, and to partner with the police department. But it just it rings hollow because you, you, the grief is just so painful uh, when it's our young people. We talked about this when you first took over. How do you gain the trust of the community so the community can work with the Chicago Police Department? Uh, one of the things I'm, is to be open and honest and transparent with people. Coming on sh- on your show, I think, speaks to uh, this transparency, being willing to talk uh, openly about the challenges and the need for partnerships and collaboration. And I think then putting the work in, that our cops have to do uh, as much as they can, uh, even though we're not bulletproof. Uh, Sixteen of our cops have been shot at by these same criminals uh, this year. So we we have to, as cops, stand in the gap and do the hard work and continue to look at our strategies, look at uh, our structure to make sure we're doing everything we can, Pete, uh, to protect uh, the Chicagoans. You know, David, I was talking about you yesterday. Here's a guy that came to Chicago from Dallas, took over the Chicago Police Department that needs real help and real leadership. Then the pandemic hits. Then the George Floyd protests, which lead to Chicago riots. Then you have back-to-back Chicago violent weekends. I thought to myself, this guy's only been on the job six months, and then we looked it up. It's been 60 days. Yes. Uh, So, you know, trial by fire. But... I accept this challenge wholeheartedly. I have not considered or thought about anything but doing all I can to ensure we get through this crisis and get on level ground and start the good hard work with community policing, all of our violence enforcement efforts, and being transparent, you know, doing the things that some of the civil unrest was talking about, the reform that's needed, making sure that we are cooperating, that we are meeting our deadlines. I mean, all the things that uh, have made the news we need to address. Uh, My mother told me this, you know, people say a lot of things about you and they criticize you, but don't let what they say be true. So I'm here to say uh, the criticism is deserved in many instances, but we're going to do our damnness to make sure that we do all we can to, to make sure it's not true. David, you talked this week about the failures in our system. You talked about the low bonds. You talked about the failed electronic uh, monitoring systems for repeat offenders. How do you fix these problems? 
I think, number one, you put in front of this issue that a one-year-old was killed. And, and for God's sake, yeah. one-year-old it's is terrible. killed by gun violence. We all have to consider doing something different in the criminal justice system here in Chicago. I, I just put it on the table just like that. It's just we can't keep doing the same things and expecting a different result and that a one-year-old was shot and killed in Chicago. So let's rally around that and change and improve outcomes for criminals. Make sure that they are held accountable. We're talking to Police Superintendent David Brown. Uh, You also increased officers Thursday through Sunday this week. Officers can only take one day off. An additional 1,200 officers on the streets. But here is the question we all are wondering for you and the Chicago Police Department. How do you stop these drive-by shootings? There's no easy button uh, for stopping the violence that we're seeing. It's not one solution. Uh, There's no one answer. I I think it's a collaboration. I think I mentioned some of it. Number one, repeat offenders of violence need to be held longer in jail. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, all of our partners in law enforcement, state, federal, uh, and all the other local partnerships we have, street intervention, we all need to step up our our efforts right now. Instead of just being heartbroken, we all need to step up our efforts right now and hold ourselves accountable to doing better in, in, in our role in reducing violence. And it's going to take a collaboration, Pete. It's not going to take just David Brown, you know, speaking to you. It's going to take a hard collaboration on the ground, working very strategic so that we get these people off the street that are meeting out this violence and hold them in jail when they're arrested. The first time that we spoke, I could hear the passion in your voice. When I see you on television and speaking after these shootings, I hear the passion in your voice. You are a very positive person. You're one of those guys that you find the positive side and you run with it. You're always up for the challenge. This is a pretty big challenge here in Chicago. It is. And, you know, one person asked me the question this way. Um, Man, you had a good reputation. You retired. Why did, why did you come back in here and risk losing reputation? I said, I'll trade uh, whatever reputation I have for saving these young people in Chicago. I'll trade it, like, right now. You give me the outcomes of a safer Chicago, and I'll, I'll have a poor to bad reputation leaving and be happy uh, that I was here. So... I'm, I'm no thin-skinned, fragile, naive person. I, I know this is going to take a lot of hard work, and likely uh, I'm going to lose the stubble on my head because I've already lost my hair. But uh, <laughs> I'm, it's, it, it'll all be worth it in the end, Pete. It really will be. Tonight on Channel 9, uh, you're on the special Voice or Change, which is hosted by Jared Payton, who we're going to have on the show uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, it features Chicago athletes, Chicago police. You're on there tonight. What is your message? It's that there is an intersection between sports and the community. And the platform that athletes have can be impactful. And any way we can collaborate with that intersection as law enforcement, I think, bodes well for the community by way of trust building, transparency, and and efforts that mentor young people to make better decisions. And, and that's really the pipeline, is young people making better decisions, the pipeline to a safer Chicago. So uh, I'm all in on any collaboration, particularly with athletes, 
current and former so that we can get in, in the neighborhoods mentoring the right young people to make better decisions. You've always said that. It's got to start in the neighborhoods. How do you get those community programs going? And once you get them going, how do you get people to take part? You know, it's, it's real personal. It's one-on-one. It, it, is, it is not a group thing. It's one-on-one with a young person, one-on-one with a family, with a parent. Um, you know, I'm a big uh, used-to-be athlete, and so I try to get out, and, and once I get in uniform here real soon, uh, get out on the corner and, and play a game of horse. Uh, with a young person, yeah, get out and you know be connected with the school these young people go to, so you can build those one-on-one personal mentoring relationships, and and they see the superintendent, and, and then that message is every officer ought to be doing what I'm doing, making that connection. So it it starts at the top, the buck stops here, and, and we are ready to move the needle. We yep. are not accepting this level of, of violence. The second half of the year. Is, is going to feel different because our efforts are going to be significantly higher than they've been the previous six months. You need the trust to move to the next level with the community. I agree with you 100%. And let me ask you this. When you were growing up, how hard was it for you as a black man growing up in Texas? It was very difficult, actually. Uh, Texas is very segregated. There's a long history of inappropriate conduct by police officers. And when I came home after college and told my mom and dad I wanted to be a police officer. My dad was so disappointed because his lens of policing, having been born in 1939, was through the lens of Jim Crow oh, yeah. and the Civil Rights Movement. And he and I argued about my being associated with law enforcement, given his, his viewpoints, and I argued that things only change when we get involved, when we are part of the solution. And... Before he passed away, I, I, I had been promoted to lieutenant. He and I had another conversation. He said, you do change things from the inside. And so that's been my energy the whole time I've been a cop all of my adult life since I was 22 years old and now I'll be turning 60 here in October. So I am continuing to be committed and dedicated to this profession. I think it's a noble profession, noble, with brave and courageous men and women who give everything to their communities. Well, I appreciate you giving us the time here on WGN Radio tonight on Channel 9. It's called Voice for Change, hosted by Jared Payton, featuring Police Superintendent David Brown. And uh, if there's anything I can do or we can do here at WGN Radio, just let us know. You know I'm on your side and we want to help. Thank you, Pete. you just done a big service to me. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. We'll talk again soon, sir. You take care.